Hey, everybody. Hi, Falutin Ski Bone Podcast, episode number 142. It is your pals, Mario and Brian. Mario, what's up? I'm glad to be back. We had a little break there for a little turkey, and uh, it was good, but um, I'm glad to be back. We got to keep doing this every week. I hope that everybody had a wonderful Thanksgiving holiday. Hope you survived hanging out with your, your family or you just blew them off and went skiing, you know, because that was a, definitely a viable option in a lot of places this year. Hope you ate a lot. It's good to eat a lot on Thanksgiving. Hope you help people out. It's nice to help the needy and, you know, the less fortunate. Maybe invite somebody to Thanksgiving. That's what we did. But unfortunately, they didn't all show up. Just so. like random homeless people? Uh, not that random. Let's put it that way. <laughs> so known degenerates. Random to me. Not random to like other people. Oh, okay. Let's just say there were a lot of invites getting chucked out. And I'm like, how many we have for dinner? So yeah. that was very nice of you to do that. We got so many crazy people in my family. We're just lucky if all those crazy ones do show up. And amazingly, they did this year. Puerto Rican family, there's a lot of people, cousins, uncles, like everybody's a cousin, everybody's an uncle. Like you're, you would be considered, um, if I was hanging with my Puerto Rican friends, I'd be like, this is my cousin, Brian. Yeah. No, I get <laughs> that. They'd be like, he doesn't look anything like you. No, no, he's my primo, man. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you know yeah fuck you know they're like yeah whatever <laughs> okay it's all good hey man don't fuck with him he's, he's mario's cousin <laughs> <That's what happens. laughs> yes i hope everyone had a wonderful thanksgiving thank you again for listening check us out skibumpodcast.com and you no know, the shop is not up and i said it'd be up by black friday but oh no. it's up but it's not not well, totally me and mario were just testing the beta version so it actually will be up this weekend. Again, I thought Black Friday was the weekend after, which is this week when we're actually recording this. So the end of November, the 29th. Black Fr- I thought Black Friday was the 30th because my, my weeks were screwed up. Oh. So. Yeah. Thanksgiving came early this year. It was ex- it's the earliest a week it could, later. Yeah. It's like the earliest it could be, I think, is the 22nd, which is what it was this year. Yeah. That's... But, uh, that's right. We have a ski Black Friday. How about that? There you go. We have White, a, fr- White Friday? White Friday. Snow right. Friday. Snow Friday. The Snow Friday. White yeah, Friday. Like, like Mario said, we, yeah, we just we started doing some testing. Everything is kind of built out in, in, in beta right now. It's just a matter of us kind of flipping the switch and, and putting it out there. So we got a couple of fun things for you guys to check out. Hopefully you're interested. If you want to check it out, skibonepodcast.com. We'll have a link up there in the, uh, the show notes and it'll be up in the navigation. You can check us out also on twitter.com slash ski bum podcast, instagram.com slash ski bum podcast, facebook.com slash ski bum podcast. We're on Pinterest as highfalutins. We're on SoundCloud, highfalutin dash ski bum. And we're also on YouTube, but it's some crazy wacky URL. So just do a search for us and you will find us. And when the shop does go up, we are going to be probably promoting it on Instagram and, and Twitter and Facebook as well. So you'll we're know when for it's you. up. We're all there for you. Like we're always out trying to get to you guys, trying to yes. get to your ears, your hearts and your minds. We do. And now to your chests and your chest, heads. Your, your chest, your breasts, your heads, your feet, your toes. We're everywhere. We want to get everywhere. That's true. We want to be all up in you. That's right. <laughs> so with that. It's time for our pray today. <laughs> yeah, pray today. Mario, kick it off. 
All right. So I'm going to kick it off. Uh, I know, you know, this is holiday season. So started sampling a lot of wine, like for Thanksgiving, trying to get pairings and shit. Everybody thinks they know what a pairing is. You know what? They don't. Even if you're a sommelier, you kind of do the best you can, what you think, but you don't know what people are going to like. I mean, some there's people only like, like... There's only like 237 sommeliers in the world. Really? Well, that was the sign at Whole Foods. They said they have one of them. So. That's pretty neat to, to know that. Um, but yeah, you know, they do their pairing and they do their best to try to pair like what they think you're going to like. But you know, there are people out there that like Boone's Farm with turkey. You know, it just happens. You know, anyway, I got a uh, nice gift Dom during... P with, uh, you know, nachos. <laughs> yes. Right? Snickers bar. That's right. Snickers nachos. Bar. Dom P with, with uh, nachos would be good. It'd be really good, right? That'd be high class. That's like uh, stripper nachos. That's like strip bar nachos <laughs> where they have like, oh. <laughs> where, they have, where they have like the Dom Perignon with like something and it's like a million dollars. You're like, yo, I think I'll get that. And one of your buddies gets you, you're like, what the fuck are you doing, man? And they do it and they're like, I don't know why I did that. I'm like, yeah, we told you not to do it, dummy. And you got to pay for it tomorrow. <laughs> That's right. A couple different ways. They're like, I don't know. I think I put it on my car. Like, Fuck yeah, you put it on my car. There's no way you walk in here with like 700 bucks, dickhead. Uh, that's why I didn't bring my card. That's right. That's why I'm using your card. Oof. <laughs> it's on that guy. Seabass. Anyway. Seabass. <laughs> so I got a nice bottle of wine. A nice bottle of red. is a red blend. Um, for Thanksgiving, somebody was nice enough to bring this. I don't know. It was random. Um, I kind of had all the food covered. So when people started bringing like alcohol, I was like, that's very welcome. I, I really like that. Uh, so they brought me a conundrum red blend from 2014. Now I know this person, I guarantee you they got as a gift and it sat there for a while and they're like, yeah, let's get rid of this. Cause there's something like the 2016. Now <laughs> I looked at the website. <laughs> so, oh, so this is actually like a, a pretty nice bottle then, huh? Yeah, I guess. I don't know if they bought it, but like, I don't know. It, it's decent. It's, it's a good, um, it's a good blend. So if anybody, you know, likes blends, which I like them, especially with food or just like general drinking, um, has a lot of dark rouse. So this is from Zinfandel and Petit Syrah, which I love Petit Syrah. Um, the blend's almost like a little bit of a Chardonnay, uh, has a good rich flavor, trails off. Uh, they're actually saying to serve it slightly chilled. So what I did was I put it in the, in the freezer for like, I don't know, like 20 minutes. That's all I'm chilling it. And then I got this wonderful thing that I got from Rob Vice's last year. And it is a frozen like stick. The chill dough. The chill dough. <laughs> frozen stick that you put on and there's like an aerator built in. So I got this fancy contraption and I'm sitting there having like a little wine party by myself. Um, yeah. Pretty much almost done with the bottle. So starting off early. Um, but I tell you what, it's pretty good. Uh, I would see, I had cheese and crackers with this. So here's the progression of the night. What a sophisticated gentleman you are. I was doing the outline, watching the office, having cheese and crackers with cracked open a bottle on. There you go. Now we're here talking to you guys, talking about chill does, room does. That's some, uh, some inside baseball right there. It's like things that people want to know, like what is Mario doing before the podcast starts? And now, you know, he's eating cheese and crackers, like a gentleman, you know, a little aerated wine. Right. I'm in my tipsy elf, uh, uh, pants, my, uh, my sweats with deers fucking on them. It's great. (laughs) 
again, classy <laughs> gentleman. Have you seen the, the thing? Look at that. Oh, I've seen them. I assure you. Oh, oh yeah. I had to show you. Yeah, if you could see the video, you'd be able to see them. They're, they're magical. And I actually have an ugly sweater that I bought for a, uh, a party that um, I'm going to with my girlfriend. And it's funny. I was like out there picking out ugly sweaters. I'm like, there are a lot of cool, ugly sweaters out there. Did you get the um the Krampus one? No, I got one with uh it's a Santa Claus and it's like it's got a big package on it and the package is like a pocket so you can put your beer. <laughs> Perfect. It's utilitarian and magical at the same time. Did you send me that that thing about no, you know what? A buddy of mine from uh from work sent it to me. It was you know, we had obviously referenced Rick and Morty a lot on the show. And it was a, a Rick Morty sweater. It was a Rick sweater. And it's like, Hey oh. Morty, I turned myself into a sweater. I'm sweater, <laughs> Rick. Sweater, Rick. Oh, that's uh, awesome. Oh, dude, that's awesome. Yeah. It's from think geek. geek. It's sweater, Rick. Mine's not, 50 that, bucks. mine's not that sophisticated and it was not that expensive. I went to Walmart. Because Walmart has ugly sweaters out. Why not? And, and they're just called sweaters there. <laughs> exactly. They're just ugly sweater and they're cheap and they're good. And, you know, how, how often am I going to wear it? So I got one for Melanie and it has a pug on it in like a uh, Christmas thing. Christmas hat. It's freaking awesome. Beads and shit on it. It's way uglier than mine. But it's good. It's got a little bling on it. I like it. Nice. <clears throat> But anyway, so this wine is going down pretty good. Too good. So I'm mixing water in there with it. You know, I'm not mixing with it. I'm just like having water in between drinks because it's a whole bottle of wine. You are, you're not being shy. Which so is what do you got, Bri? You know, because if wine just sits around, it's not going to get any better. I know. You can't drink it when you're dead. That's what I say. Yes. Dude, dude I, have two, I have two things that I'm, the only things I'm holding on to. Two bottles of Barolo that were from 2010, which is a vintage year. They're like, you got to save until 2025. They're never going to fucking last. I think about them all the time. I'm like, I'm ready to open that goddamn thing right now. I mean, I waited. I waited a few years. You got a KIT, man. You got to keep it together for those. That's what I'm doing. So I have them in the bottom of my cupboard. Like like people think like, ew, what's, what's down here? There's some like, you know, old wine or something. It's like, yeah, it's wrapped with a little note on it that says don't open. Because I don't know. Anybody that knows Barolos, man, that's my sweet spot right there. Yeah, it's good stuff. I, I'm kind of in a similar zone again, and we didn't plan this before. But I've, if you can tell by my nasally less than melodious voice this week, I had a little bit of cold this week. I started right around Thanksgiving ish after Thanksgiving. I just got this like head cold and all the you know, weather change and the people around and the coughing and the sneezing. Yeah. And we, somebody we didn't pretty wipe drastic. their hands. Like it's crazy. Yeah. We had pretty drastic weather swings up in the Northeast. I think it was like 15 or 20 on Thanksgiving and then shot up to 50 a couple of days later. You take any public transportation during that time? Always. Train the boat. All kinds That's of the crap. toughest thing. You gotta you gotta really manage your your germ exposure when you're in public transportation. Yeah, I was all over the place. Multiple trains, you know, boats, everything. Lick, licking doorknobs, you know, hold rails. You're just like putting your hands on it and then licking your hands, right? 
Well, I was at I was at Starbucks and then a shady liquor store, and then I went to get dinner, and they had like all this like finger stuff. Oh, I didn't really wash my hands well after the shady liquor store and the Starbucks. So. Always wash before eating. That's the Should've. that's one of the keys. Wash before eating every Should've. time. Well, then I went to the Warren Miller movie, which we'll talk about later on in the podcast. And you know they have all the pens there when the, you're Ooh. filling that thing for all the free crap. That's one rogue pen, dude, and your hands contaminated. People having six beers, then they're going uh, to the, uh, the bathroom, not washing their hands, and filling out those cards. They're like rubbing their grundle and then they're like getting that pen and then that pen, the grundle to the pen to your hand. Like you're having grundle via the pen. That's what you're getting. Just saying. That's why I'm sick. <laughs> it all makes sense now, right? I think you got grundle fever. Is what you... <laughs> I think I think I got Rocky Rocky Mountain grundle fever. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you got it from Rocky, but you got grundle fever. Maybe it's Green Mountain Rocky, you know, grundle fever because that's where... Yeah, a lot of those resorts that were given stuff away were in the Green Mountains here in Vermont. Yeah, you got you got to have like gloves and Purell, like just like carry Purell on you, just yeah. like my ugly sweater with a little pouch. You put Purell in there and just like pump pump, pump a little bit and ready to. I'm trying to do the opposite. Up. I'm trying to just be grundle proof. I just want to like get my immune system up so I can just take on all the grundles at once. Yeah, there's there's so many things that are just going to develop from there. You you better off just protecting yourself, man. That's what I say. You do. You're fighting a good fight. I hope I don't get sick talking to you today. Like that's like I think from the screen I might get your germs right now. I may have to clean my screen after this. I think I'm. I think I'm gonna. I'm gonna put alcohol all over my screen just to make sure I don't get sick from this conversation. That's a smart move. It's pretty <laughs> gross. It's like hocked up this nasty, nasty, nasty nastiness. Is it moving? It's not moving. <laughs> Let's get it. Yeah, uh, not, it's definitely not moving, but so then you're not on an episode of Black Mirror and you're like hocking up like people. Hopefully not, yeah. Hopefully. So what I have this week, since I was going kind of a you know warm liquor liquid route, my wife she made my wife my wife one of our favorite apres ski drinks in Europe that we can't mm. find too often around here. Mm, got a little, a little German mulled wine, also known as Glühwein. Can't call it mulled wine because it's more than just mulled wine. There's other stuff in there. And I tell you what, man, if you haven't tried it, find a way or use the recipe to make it because it is amazing, right? It's life changing. Yeah. Game changing. Yeah, it really is amazing. And this recipe differs from one of my my mom makes, you know, she is from Germany and she makes one every year, like only on Christmas Eve too. though. She only makes it Christmas Eve. Like she what? doesn't she's a complete purist. She, we only get it for it's like one and a half days and then that's it. But she like makes that. it and, uh, you know, she has her secret family recipe. But this one that we've been making at home here, we found it on Chowhound. And mm. it's it's pretty simple, really. It's two medium lemons, two medium oranges, 10 whole cloves, five cardamom pod, pods, one and a quarter cup of granulated sugar. Maybe a little bit of less sugar than that, though. One and a quarter cups of water, th- uh, two cinnamon sticks, Two 750 milliliter bottles of dry red wine. Mm. You know, you don't need to go fancy. We did Carlo Rossi because it's cheap. And it uh, again, you're putting sugar and other booze in it. So it really doesn't so, matter. If you make that with Chateau Lafitte, is that okay? Use your Barolos. Maybe you can make a uh, Barolo glue vine. Oh, Barolo glue <laughs> This thing, this whole pot of glue vine costs me like 500 bucks. Is that okay? Worth it worth it it'll be dude that's a great gift if you get one of these as a gift you rate that's handmade alcohol right there yes 
Um, also half a cup of brandy and then it says a cheesecloth and butcher's twine to get all those, all the, um, the cloves and cardamom and, and cinnamon nice. sticks. So you kind of warm it up all together. Let it hang out on the, the stove, but don't let it boil obviously. Cause it'll burn off the alcohol. That's the key. Don't let it boil. Right. Yeah. And then you just sip it warm and it is just one of the most delicious drinks. Now it's good now when I'm sitting here in my basement sick, but it is way better after a day of skiing. And we can attest to that. We had it in, in Switzerland. We had it in Austria. And Even Killington. We brought up the Killington. We brought it. We didn't, they, it wasn't just readily available there. So here's the funny part. You remember the one time I brought up the Jaeger tea? And I was making that. Everybody was drinking it. It was great, great, great. And I make the Jaeger tea for Rem and, and Justin the one time. I'm like, yeah, let's have some Jaeger tea. And I don't know why, but there was another bottle that wasn't a Mark bottle. And it was just rum. And I made rum. So I just heated up rum and gave it to them. And they were like, this oh, is really good. It was pretty good. <laughs> it was awesome because you're drinking it. We're like, I don't know, man. It doesn't taste the same. It's all right, but hot rum. Hot that rum. works too. That works too. <laughs> Just because it's added butter to it, right? Hot buttered rum is not a thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure there's more ingredients, but I tell you, at the hot alcohol, like uh, one cup, I would do 50 minutes in a microwave, uh, 50 seconds in a microwave, and it would be great. You just drink it. It's a little bit less hot than a cup of coffee, and whew, nothing settles you down after a day of uh, skiing. Great. Yeah, this is something like the. It it still blows my mind that it's not even offered at any sort of. I'm sure. I'm sure someplace has to have it. It kills. I, me. I can't believe it's not. I mean, if not a staple, at least something that's readily available at um North American ski resorts for Apple yeah. ski. I mean, right now North American resorts seem to be pushing just beer, right? Which is which is great. It's easy to have. There's a lot of there's a big market for it. Um, and now you see like some of the liquor companies trying to get in. Like we, we talked about, uh, Johnny Mosley with like Mount Gay and like, um, some of the other, uh, what do we call like liquor companies getting in, but like, you know, this is like a wine based. And I tell you what, you go out to operate ski in Europe and people have this, but it's like guys and girls equally have, you know, blue wine and, and Jaeger tea and it's, it's delicious. You know, I get why, you know, we do make the best beer in the world here in America. So I understand why we have it. And there's so many good craft breweries around. Right. And few things taste better after skiing than a nice cold beer. But if you're sitting out, if you if there's a decent apres ski bar on the mountain or, you know, at the base of the mountain, like if the umbrella bar at Killington had glue vine, mm, and they were open for more than five minutes, they would make a fortune. It would be like it would be like people would be lining up and coming from people who didn't ski would still come and go to that that spot. What was that place in Switzerland? Hedenstall? Hedenstall, yeah. With the umbrella. The gigantic umbrella like skis littered everywhere for like a quarter mile. It's crazy. Oh my god. That's the one thing about European uh, European European apres ski. European is, is right. But just like remember like Every, of all the spots we've gone to, like every one after the, where the best après ski bars on the mountain were, were like treacherous, like slopes to get off the mountain. 
Yeah. You had to go down them. Like you had to go. Like you don't even want to go past it. Even if you're not stopping for Opry Ski, because you know it's going to be a little treacherous. You like finding different ways to go. Yeah. But I tell you what, operating in Europe is a little different. Like, so you have every vibe that you want. If you want a crazy techno vibe, like the Volley Deuce, you have that. Wearing the hat today. Uh, if you want a head and shot with a nice sing-along kind of thing, people dance on the table, that's great too. Uh, and if you want like a quiet, just chill out, you can do that too, man. It's freaking, it's great. Like, Own your app, right? You want to do glue line? Do glue line. There you go. If they don't have glue on, ask them for glue on, and then eventually they'll have it. Because everybody's like, what is it? Or just bring your damn own. That's right. Can you microwave this? Can you microwave this for me for a little bit? Or get a um, wonderful Yeti thermos on skibumpodcast.com in the near future, and you could keep it warm in there all day and then return after you're skiing and start drinking your glue line. Dude, that would be the go-to, just ski with the Yeti. Yeah, it's a possibility. Mm, I th- I'm going to try to find a way to do that. I mean, that would be pretty sweet. So while we're talking about Europe and drinking, there are some new bartenders at these bars in Prague, and they are not human. They are robots. I like this. They're, they're getting ready to take over one drink at a time. Yeah, this is kind of interesting. And they're saying that this new establishment that opened recently is featuring a robotic bartender who serves drinks ordered through a phone app. Pretty sweet looking. It's kind of cool, yeah. It just opened up this last week, so. It's called the Cyberdog? Cyberdog in Czech Republic. Well, Prague, yeah. Prague. After the customers go there, man. After their customers have ordered their tipple via an app, a red robotic arm picks among seven wines and offer in a cool box. It then offers, opens the bottle and pours up to four glasses at a time. That's pretty badass right there. You got like James Bond shit going on there. Because number one, you're in Prague. Number two, you're getting served by a robot. That's kind of interesting. Yeah. That's almost a license to kill just by going there. Just saying. It says that when he has no order, he is bored and he shows that by making moves according to what he has in his programming. Oh, he do robot dance moves. That's like the perfect robot right there. I guess there. he must have to, yeah. Do you think they have like a robot like view cam that we can look at right now? If not, they need to set that up because, it, well, uh, then again, too, it'd probably be, what time would it be in Prague? Four in the morning, so they might be closed already. No, they're probably only like five or six at least. Depending on how they party over there. No good establishment closes that early. Come on. Cyberdog has to be open later. It's not like they have to pay anybody to bartend. I'm just afraid to click on any link that goes to the Czech Republic because there's a lot of laws that don't govern like stealing your information. Yeah. So I'll just take their word on it. You know, this article does a good job. Very interesting. You know, I, I'm surprised that hasn't happened before. So I've seen robot. Um, what was it? Uh, Carnival Cruises advertises they have like a robot bartender that actually makes mixed drinks. So I'm surprised a bar hasn't done that already. And one of the things they say in this in this article, this is from the Post, but uh, and I guess somebody was there because you know it just opened up. But they're saying like they have servers that instead of 
you know, trying to remember drink orders and everything. They actually just talk to the customers, which I'm like, that is cool. Cause when you go to a place, you want to be engaged, right? So not on a carnival cruise ship. I'm going to be left well, alone. No, I'm just saying like you go to a normal bar, like you want to be like, at least somebody to say hello. Like you walk into a bar. It's one of the, one of my pet peeves. Like you walk into a bar and nobody even acknowledges that you're there for like five minutes. I'm like, why am I even walking into this place? I should walk the fuck out. You know what I mean? Robots, not to replace humans, but to augment humans. I like it. Enhancing the experience. Enhancing it. So Powder Magazine had this uh, article. And they're talking about making a ski season magic health potion to keep you going, to boost your immune system, to get you able to do the stuff that you know you have to push your body to do. And Brian read this article and, you know, true to Brian's form, he went full boat with this, balls deep, and he, he's living the dream right now. He is living this article. And I want to know what he thinks about it. Find out his experience because I tell you what, um, they're talking about this mix of stuff that you put in there and then you drink and people might think it's not great. They might have comments about it, but I tell you what, if it boosts your immune system, makes you feel great, like why not? Like I know people that hate kombucha and you know, kombucha is good for you. Probiotic. Yeah. Is is the best tasting. Maybe not, but it kind of grows on you too uh, after time. Exactly. You know, it's, it's kind of like how, you know, soda and McDonald's cheeseburger grows on you, kombucha and a little something else, you know, grass fed beef grows on you. I don't know. So Brian, um, <laughs> the basics of this recipe that they're talking about, um, and they're saying, um, there is a prominent, like a well-known herbalist, uh, Rosemary Gladstar. She perfected fire cider in the seventies and then put it in a cookbook. And the person that wrote this article, she's, they were talking about, I guess that's the main one that they kind of copied and they went, went to town with it. And they're, they're claiming that it, it, it is great. So they're saying basics are ginger, garlic, horseradish, horseradish, hot peppers. Uh, onion and peppercorn. Uh, then they're saying turmeric, cayenne, citrus zest, or peels, herbs, rosemary, or thyme, and cinnamon. So, Brian, let's hear what you did, man. I followed this recipe, and I before this, I had some lingering from about a year and a half ago in a uh, ball jar that I found a similar recipe on Reset.me, which is a website about you know, health and cleansing yourself and a lot of cannabis stuff. I heard it on a podcast. I tried it out. It was gross, but it actually really helped. And really, this one takes it to another level. And I think the main reason why an ingredient I didn't have in my previous one was the horseradish. Oh. And you know what? I, I had to go to Whole Foods because I had no idea where else they would have horseradish root. And they had it there. Well, I saw your I saw your post on Instagram, and you said turmeric. And the only place I've known to get turmeric is either at a Whole Foods. There's a natural market near me that I've seen turmeric. That's a hard thing. Like a lot of places don't carry that. Like well, I only got the turmeric. I got the powder version of the turmeric. 
Oh, I'm talking fresh. Like I've seen fresh, but it's like rare to see it. Like, yeah, I don't even know what it would look like, but I had the powder and I had it sitting. I had like a giant big old tub of it and I hadn't used much. So I'm like, you know what? The recipe called for one tablespoon of fresh, but I used one tablespoon of powdered, which is probably double which what I should have. Nice. So it looks, mine looks very yellow and I posted it on Instagram today. Yeah, you got to look at it. I got to tell you, man, it is rough drinking this stuff. Like it Dude. really calls for a cup of horseradish, a small head, of, a small head, not a clove. I thought it was a clove first. And I'm like, oh, it's a whole head of garlic. So they're saying just a bulb or like when they mean a head, like is it bigger than a bulb? It's a bulb, right? Same thing. Yeah. But you got to, yeah. you know, cut it and, and, you know, press it through. Yeah. The garlic press, a small lemon, a third of one yellow onion, a tablespoon each of ginger, rosemary, turmeric, and bl- black peppercorn, and one teaspoon of cayenne powder. Mm. And then she said she spiced each jar differently, one with habanero and one with jalapeno. And I created two jars and I kind of did one just habanero or one just jalapeno. Well, no, actually, yeah, one all just habanero and then one that had a little extra jalapeno with a little bit of habanero. And the habanero, like, I, you can't even understand what this stuff tastes like. And then you, you see, put all that stuff in the jar and then you fill it to the top with apple cider vinegar. Hmm. So it's apple cider vinegar, like infusion, right? So all yes. this stuff infuses the vinegar. So that's why it's called the fire cider because you know it's you're you're pretty much pulling all the heat and the the, the intensity of all those other ingredients through the apple cider vinegar. So I'm just thinking right here because they do the same thing with vodka. Could you theoretically do the same thing with vodka? Maybe not with all the health properties, but I'm just saying you could. You, uh, you, you may be the, uh, the pioneer and you may be the Sputnik of this. If you want to say that a world, just saying it's possible. Yeah. Two, two American infused vodka. <laughs> it would be nasty, but good. It's good for you. It's kind of healthy, right? You know, Dude, it's, it's like a healthy, well, you could just do all healthy, healthy infused vodkas. Mm. It's a possibility that that could happen. Just saying. So this stuff. So I, I, let me see, what does she say that she actually uses? She says tuck it away for a few weeks so it can fully infuse. I've already started dr- it, you know, drinking mine because I needed it because I was getting sick. But what I would do is I would take like a couple of tablespoons of it, but then I would just keep re-adding just apple cider vinegar. Well, I tried... Oh, all right. So it ends up being about half a shot glass worth, about four or five tablespoons. And... <coughs> excuse me, I didn't, I didn't have a cheesecloth with mine or a strainer, so you get little bits of the veggies in there, mm. and that's almost the grossest. Just eat it, man. It's like just pulp. Eat it. It's the just grossest it. part, like onions and stuff. Like Put it in the Nutribullet where you shake and just freaking chow it down, man. Just chow it down. You gotta just... Kale and other shit in there. You gotta just shoot it. The one time I tried actually just like sipping it fast, and it was <laughs> so... I almost puked. It was so bad. I like snarfed it and like just burned my nose and comes out your nose. That's even worse. (laughs) Just (laughs) habanero burned through the nose. He's sitting there. It's not coming out. Just coughing, holding the jar. in. I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? (laughs) Yeah. She says, um, you can actually add like warm water to it and miso and says some people use it for salad dressing. And it says you could probably add whiskey. I could see it on salad dressing. You do it in a little salad, maybe like a hot salad. You can put it on tacos, dude. Put that thing on tacos. Yeah, I'm trying to think what else 
Instead of chimichurri, use that. Pizza? Dude, add some more stuff and do a chimichurri. How about that? Like a roast beef sandwich. That's right. You get your horseradish in there, your garlic. Mm, Little pulled pork and that on there. Yeah, pulled pork tacos with that. That might work. work. I think think we found another way for you to ingest it without you puking. Nice. Oh, yeah. But I was just trying to drink it, like just chug, chug, chug. And it was so, (laughs) it was so bad. It was so painful and nasty. Dude, you know what I love about that story is that you did it and I don't have to like tell how I did it. (laughs) Yeah, it was, it was not. No bueno there. Oh, no, it's bueno. That's, That's how we learn. But yeah, so we'll post a link to this recipe. And you know, I'm telling you, if you take this stuff before you get sick or when you're starting to feel sick, it will just vaporize whatever virus or germ you have in you. When you're already sick, it's kind of already there and won't work as well. But if you're stuffed up, you drink it, like it just starts melting things. It's it's intense and it's crazy, but really. So, do you really think it good. helped your little call that you were getting? You think it helped halt it a little bit? I think it must have, yeah. So, to get well, things flowing a little faster. Well, you have a little garlic in there. I tell you what. So, garlic, raw garlic. That is like, like if you have a virus, they say garlic halts the virus. You have like other stuff, you know, that pepper and stuff will like clean you out. Like I don't know. I think it sounds pretty good. Yeah. Turmeric is supposed to be great anti-inflammatory, the best anti-inflammatory you can get, and ginger too. Yeah, so there's a lot of really good stuff in there. So obviously, it must do something good for you. And the apple cider vinegars, I think, is that a probiotic too, or is it just? It it is. So they're they're saying. I read the article. It says to use like the the Bragg's that the the faint the well-known brand that's like in a lot of stores. They have what's called the mother in it, and that's actually the um the enzymes that are breaking down wine or whatever you put in there into the vinegar. So, uh, because it has a, it's a, it, that's a probiotic. It's like, it's like good for you. It's like, it's almost like with the kombucha, the SCOBY. Yes. The kombucha thing, is yeah. the same thing. Um, yeah. Kombucha. How about this in kombucha? Have you made the, have you, have well, you ever made I your own kombucha? The, I've never made my own kombucha. No, but I got I'm thinking the, about, I got the euphoria one with the cayenne pepper. And that one as like a something else besides that stuff has been mm. something has been a regular go to the last couple of days. Really? So the kombucha with the ginger and the um the cayenne, I just can't do it, man. I do like the It's rough, but it's it for this kind of condition that I have right now, it's perfect. Yeah. Well, who knows? You could be dying or you could be prescribed with a bunch of medicines right now. Who knows? Yep. Who knows? <laughs> Then again, is, is do most doctors really know what they're doing? Just saying. Not really. Just saying. Yeah, I'll say it. So I like your magical ski potion. I may actually try it. I'm going to see how you fare for this. Um, your comments about the way it tastes, not feeling it, but on tacos, it may happen. Because I eat tacos about four days a week now. Just saying. It would be a nice go-to. Let's get into the Genjula. So Frank sent this because he's celebrating the fact that he is going to Denver. Let me uh, get the right terminology. He is going to Colorado soon. He's going to Aspen on January 9th. So he's all happy. So if you're in Aspen on January 9th and you run into somebody that's pretty cool, I think he probably has a beard. He's got a massive Uller tattoo 
across his arm and back. Uh, if you run into that guy, it's probably Frank, and he probably has a bean and wheat for you. If you're in a bathroom, it says, for manly love, be here at 2 a.m., <laughs> you might meet Frank, too. I got to say, he did props to us. He's, uh, well, at least to me, he did. he's drinking a highlight now. He just sent the highlight. I sent him some stuff. Nice. He's like... You know, he's like, for my dead ski homie, shredding gnar in Tampa. This is what I do, man. Oh. I'm, sh- I'm shredding gnar here. Um, shredding about 50 degrees. Everybody's, <laughs> everybody's ready to freaking hit the slopes right now. Um, if, you're, if you're with your walker, without your walker, um, you know, broken hip, you're ready to go on the, on the mountain. So anyway, Colorado Cam RBX3 is what he recommended. And... This is, it's bred um, by Ethos out of Colorado, Colorado Chem RBX. There's a cross of ChemDog 4, ChemDog 91, ChemDog, and Chem and I-95, and original glue. So this is like a combination of a whole bunch of strains. It's like a super group. It's a super group. It's like the traveling Wilberries of <laughs> It's traveling Weeberries. So... Uh, as a tribute to Kimberg, so this is a hybrid sativa. It'll pique your interest with the initial whiff. It has a sour, uh, gassy smell, true to Chemdog, and the plant grows dense and vigorous with significant, significant lateral branching. So they're saying they're saying the strain is beautiful from the garden to the bag, and it'll uplift and, and invigorate you throughout the day. So lineage is pretty solid lineage. This is really, I tell you what, when you're talking about a mashup and like everything, it's pretty crazy looking. Um, but I like it. Now, they're saying, well, availability. They don't have any stats on like what they think of the, we're going to have to go to the reviews. Wow. Leafly I don't has think there a, are any reviews, right? There are no reviews. Yeah, this, maybe this is a, a newer strain. Yeah, this is just a... Uh, maybe this is a strain that you want to have, but you can't get. So let's just say ChemDog91. Effects. Relaxed, happy, euphoric, uplifted, energetic. Fine on its own, right? Then you're talking CD4, which is ChemDog4. That thing, if you're talking the effects, relaxed, euphoric, uplifted, sleepy, happy, right? Not bad at all. Sounds like the seven dwarfs. It's like the seven dwarfs. Sleepy, happy, dopey. I-95, same thing. You know, euphoric, relaxed, aroused, aroused. Mm, Hello now. Creative and happy. I mean... All good strains. So these strains by themselves are freaking amazing. And then they combine them, which is pretty cool that they actually took the time to combine them. So they're saying where to buy it. Uh, right about, right around Ann Arbor, right across from Michigan Stadium. So this story is something that we've been wanting to report on for years and months and unfortunately it it wasn't until our particular governor our our last um calorically challenged governor 
Mm, or, I wonder what he's doing right now. I bet you he's eating tacos or Krispy Kreme. What do you think? Sweet or salty? Oh, probably both together. Mm, potato he's, chips and like just McGriddle living, like just sort of complex oh, McGriddle lifestyle. How many McGriddles do you think he orders in the morning? I Is think it? he uses the whole McGriddle as the bun for like his <laughs> double cheeseburgers. Yes, let me get another cheeseburger on two McGriddles. And he just like dunks it in like chocolate milk to squish it down to shove it in his big <laughs> that fat be, trowel. Dude, that would be fucking great. Can you imagine if you could squish the McGriddle down and use that as the bun? We get Ooh. one of those, um, you know, those like weighted... With the has like a weight with a handle that you use, yeah, like, uh, right. almost like a, a Cuban sandwich or something. Mm. Get one of those. You <laughs> cook down your McGriddle. You put that, press it down on there to smash it up. Yeah, I'll get the McGriddles Cuban style. Uh, what if you took the, the bun? Mag- what, if, what about taking the McGriddle, batter. squishing it down, battering it, and deep frying it, and that's your bun? Oh, dude, I, I want one of those right now. <laughs> How good would that be? Dude, how about you just do that and then dip it in like, you know, the cinnamon sauce, like the cinnamon oh, icing. Cool. Just dip it in that and just fucking eat it. <laughs> so I'm, th- so I'm thinking. Remember that McDonald's secret menu we talked about like years yes. ago on the podcast? Yep. Like the with the Mc1035 when you had like the breakfast sandwich <laughs> and the Big Mac together. There's got to be new ones. Yeah. So we're taking the McGriddle, press it, batter it, fry it. Use that. Get two of those as your bun. Filet of fish in the middle. <laughs> oh, filet of fish inside. Right. Filet of fish McGriddle sandwich. I like it. That could be weird, or even better, the McRib. McRib. All right. So anyway, I'm, I'm looking up like secret menu items right now, just to so, see now. <laughs> so our uh, our previous governor is no longer. No longer in charge. And with our new governor, there's been some new thoughts towards cannabis in the state of New Jersey. Imagine that. This week. And now it has to go to the House and the Senate of New Jersey. And, you know, the governor has pretty much said that he's going to pass it. As long as the, uh, the taxation levels are where he wants them. The official, this bill is officially, it's officially completed and now has to just get approval from state Senate and the house. And then we'll go to the governor to sign. We've made it to law. They said it's possible by the end of this year. So we got about a month left. Uh, there's a couple of meetings that, of the house and the Senate and New Jersey could be the next state to legalize marijuana. Well, who would have thought? Just a few years ago. You know, you know who to thought? So Ed Forchon. And Jay Weedman. Forchon. And Jay Weedman, you know. Of course. So we talked about him before. He sells and smokes marijuana outside the state house and avoids being arrested. They have him actually with video smoking it up. He's smoking a pipe too. He he doing a freaking joint. That could be crack. It it might be crack. It might be. Hey, he might have accidentally smoked crack. Just saying. Yeah. Everyone, I, I know. Who hasn't, right? It, it happens. It happens from time to time. People in glass crack pipes shouldn't throw stones. <laughs> right? Isn't that the old, That's the old right. saying? All right. Next up, man that placed our heart. We actually talked about this before. So we love Joe Rogan. 
We love SpaceX. We love Elon Musk and what, what he's doing with SpaceX and uh, Tesla. And if anybody doesn't know, he was wielding a samurai sword. What do you have, a flamethrower and smoking a joint and sipping whiskey on the Joe Rogan show. So after that display, I guess some assholes at NASA decided, hey, you know what? Let's investigate all of SpaceX because we just want to be dicks and try to give contracts to other people that aren't as good, but you know, they're giving us a lot of money. So they're jerking around a little bit. This is part of the process of just being successful. You're gonna get jerked around. Uh, so they NASA's ordered a safety review of the two companies that it's it, that it's hired to fly astronauts to the um, ISS, the International Space Station. So um, they've ordered uh, Boeing and SpaceX undergo some uh, interviews and some examination um, just because they're creepy fucks and they want to do it. So I guess, you know, I can understand the impact is they're saying they want to make sure everything's safe because these companies are both going to fly, potentially fly human beings for the first time out to the ISS or out to even other places like Mars. So, you know, this is kind of, um, I guess, part of going through the paces. But this article, you know, Washington Post, they're actually saying for Elon Musk, this was, was, this was prompted by his, uh, his little episode on the Joe Rogan show which we loved. We love Joe Rogan. We love Elon Musk. We love SpaceX. We love Tesla. And that's how we feel. <laughs> it's a little bit interesting too. If you look at who the owner of the Washington post is Jeff Bezos. That's right. Who has his own space exploration company, blue horizon. But you so don't maybe- hear anything about it, right? You hear some things about it, but I hear that I'm not hearing anything about Blue Horizon. Is what I hear. You, you definitely if hear. I, if, you hear something Google, about it, but you don't hear as much as you hear about SpaceX because if I, if I Google Blue Horizon right now, I get Blue Horizon yacht sales, Far Horizon mobile park homes, and Blue Horizon Circle in Bradenton. Blue is it Horizon, Blue? Wikipedia. Is it Blue Origin? Maybe then. I don't know, but if I do SpaceX. Let's just do space. What comes up? Space, NASA. You scroll a little bit down, the verge. Bam. You know what? It, it is. It's space blue origin. That's the thing. So I got it wrong because it's not uh, as important and no one knows it. It's not in everyone's mind as much as SpaceX is. It's there. Mm, nothing good about it. Elon's a much of... better brander. I mean, that's that's one thing. Do they have a car floating around space? No, they don't have anything. They have they sent anything up in the air? They send stuff up in the air um, on a regular basis, but does anybody hear about it? Hell no, they don't. Maybe you have to get like Blue Origin Prime to know oh, about it. That's right. <laughs> right? Maybe they're maybe they're launching some sort of you know web servers up there. But forget know. the cloud. Forget the cloud. It's it's like the comet. So it's up there and it's just it's cruising around. Mm-hmm. That could be the next evolution of, of server technology. So we're hitting the end of the year and SpaceX is actually preparing to launch like 64 satellites at once. 
It's supposed to be like off the hook. I don't know if it's going to happen. Probably going to get delayed, which is like everything in space. But uh, 64 satellites, that's absolutely nuts. So saying Epic 64 satellite SpaceX launch will honor first black astronaut with Canopic jar sculpture. So they're saying uh, Falcon 9, which is their big, uh, just under the heavy, um, 64 satellites are going to go and launch. Isn't that crazy? And there's a 24-carat gold jar that encases a bust of Robert Henry Lawrence, who is the uh, first black astronaut. Nice. Pretty cool. I think they should have... Four satellites. Wow, yeah. Isn't that crazy? So it's funny. It used to be... Think about years ago. It used to be, oh, they launched one satellite this year, and that was like at a cost of $10 trillion. And now they're like, yeah, we we got like a million dollars, and we launched 10 satellites. Like, it's crazy. Well, Elon, too, is putting that whole network in the... Was it the is it Neuralink? Is that what it was called? Uh, they're looking yes. to do it by 2020. Those the internet, many, the other internet. Yeah, how many thousands of satellites are they putting up? So I, I think number. this is the precipice. They actually said the internet might take a bump during this rollout. You know what's fucked up? It's like a launch and a rollout at once. They're like, yeah, there might be a disruption in the internet for a little bit. Wow. So if you care for a and you don't want anybody to see you, what's going on? Time with the Elon Mustang. Now's the time. But Y2K was bad. Get those bunkers ready, man. Get the bunker ready. All right. Indubitably. So with that, let's go to Ski News. Yeah, so if anybody doesn't know, uh, Killington, East Coast, big city living, was host to the World Cup again. For the third year in a row, fourth year, it's the third year, right? Yeah, third year. Third year in a row to a uh, women's World Cup event. Uh, went off with a bang. Um, and again, another World Cup slalom win for Michaela Schifrin. Uh, she is phenomenal. She actually said in her win that uh, Marlies Schild is uh, her idol which is pretty cool. But so Schifrin is 23 years old. Isn't that nuts? I can't believe like she's that young. I know. And the, look, when they show the number of world cup wins she has compared to the all time <laughs> leaders, it's, it's like when they were showing like Tiger Woods, when he was, you know, originally like just blown everyone out of the water and they're like, Oh, he's going to be passing Jack Nicholas in, in like five years. She's just amazing. Uh, so this is her 34th slalom and her third straight. Uh, in the three years that they've had it at Killington. Um, so that's pretty freaking awesome. And I told you, I think uh, last episode, the episode before, I was telling you that on Red Bull, they had the um, Michaela Schifrin special that, that they put out there. And it was just so amazing to see how like mature she is for her age. And she's cute. She's adorable. She's awesome. But I tell you what, she's got that work ethic. That is just amazing to me. Like that's like other level, you know? And I can't believe she's 23. It's like, she has the mindset of like, you know, a 30 year old. Very much, very mature, very composed. It's, I watched it 
this weekend, both the oh, giant cool. slalom and the slalom. One thing that was interesting was just all the commercials that she's in now. Yeah. Cause you know, Bose is like a sponsor for the U S ski team. So they're showing her in a, a gondola. Well, she's like and, a Berea girl, right? She's Barilla, the, uh, the pasta. Barilla. Yeah. But they're showing her in the gondola and like the, all these people are like yammering and yapping and you see her put on like her Bose noise canceling headphones <laughs> to block them all out. And then like the visual, the visuals, like the gondola getting so much bigger that they're, you know, far away and she can't yes. hear them while she's in there. That's awesome. But then they, they, they would have these little, little vignettes when they came back from commercial break showing like, Oh, you know, we use bows when we're training and we're able to focus more because we can hear the music where we like and too much corporate sponsorship ruins an event, man. Yeah. That was, that's that's everything in sports. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a, unfortunately it's needed, but it also does feel a little gross at times. This is why we take no sponsors as a mantra for high food and ski bone podcast right now. Yes, we will, we will we will sell we're out one day. Gorilla, I love you guys. I love Mr. Kelly Schiff and, and we should be, you know, coexisting with the sponsorship just saying. Wu where Wu Tang. <laughs> if Wu Tang wants to sponsor us, then Dude, we're talking. I would love Wu Tang to sponsor us because we would love- add a whole bunch of flavor to this whole podcast. Just saying. We got some Wu Wu Wear Gore-Tex onesies. Do we have some music playing right now without copyright protection? It would be great. <laughs> it would be nice. So, uh, yeah, so I watched both the events and in the giant slalom, which was the one on Saturday, you know, it was like a, the weather was perfect up at Killington. I think it was like 30 degrees. It was sunny. It was nice. You could actually it really see got the, whole lucky mountain. With the weather, man. That's lucky. They got great. Weather. It was a little, it was a little gross, a little wintry mix and a little warmer on Sunday. It wasn't as good for the slalom. Mm-hmm. With giant slalom, the day was perfect. And Michaela, like she, uh, you know, she looked fantastic, but it, it looked like she just wasn't aggressive enough. So she came in fourth in that one. Brignoni, yeah. Brignoni. If you can find a video of her, Frederica Brignoni. <laughs> you can find a, a, a clip of her second run. There's one turn she makes. It is just unbelievable the strength she had. And she really? was just, she was going full clip. I mean, the top four women, I mean, that in that race, you know, Michaela, I think it was, um, uh, what there's an Austrian, is it Stephanie? It's she Stephanie was something else. Bruner. Stephanie Bruner. And then there was, is it the Norwegian who was in second? Um, no, I'm going through a different, what they're calling it Killington Cup. I like it. Yeah. Ragnhild. Moenkel. Moenkel, yeah. Okay. Mo. Moenkel. Moenkel, yeah. Ragnild. That's it. A, sounds like Rocky and Bullwinkle. Yeah, it's like Ragnild. N H Nild. Ragnild. Moenkel. Yeah. Ragnild Moenkel. So they they all skied incredibly, but Brignoni, I mean, she was just. I mean, the way she was skiing was so aggressive. It was like. I mean, she really put everything out there and it was, it was really a beautiful run that she did. And oh, that's awesome. She did. I mean, it was, it was just so cool. And it's funny. I was joking with Andrea because we were watching it and I was like, cause she would, she didn't ski in the 
slalom the next day. I'm like, I wonder if these girls are out partying in Killington, like at the Wobbly Barn or something that night. Oh, they might have been at, um, yeah, Wobbly. Or the Pickle or somewhere. Yeah, they're at the Pickle. They're, they're circling. They're, they're floating through. Yeah. Were they like, were they out there? Like, how cool would that have been? I love that event. Like they were showing too. Like, so I think the first year there was 16,000 there on that Saturday. And then I think 17, there seemed like it was between 18 and 20,000 were there on Saturday. For that. Awesome. But yeah, this event is really becoming something significant. I mean, they had, you know, Paul Oakenfold was there on Friday. KT Tunsil was there on Saturday. Like they had all these like, like, musicians and I mean, it was a real party up there. And again, they got so, I mean, part of its luck, but part of it also was too. It is Vermont. It's cold in November, but they've had epic weather all three years. That's awesome. Yeah. This was like the best weather they've had, right? Out of all the three years. But Pretty much. I just, I just wonder what the beer Sushi Yoshi had on tap. Hill Farmstead? Gonna get a Hill Farmstead sponsored ski event. Now that would be a good trek. That would be nice. Look, congrats to Michaela. Congrats to uh, Frederica. And uh, all the competitors, because it was, it was a great event. And congrats to Killington for pulling it off again. Yeah, I know. Talking to the locals, it's been a challenge, like ramping up. But after the first year, they got a lot better. Second year, it's been it's been kind of trying to catch up because more and more people are coming to it. Um, and it was more a challenge the second year, but not as bad. They had a lot of logistics worked out, like better. Um, and I'm sure this year it was more people and they still work some stuff out. And I'm glad to see that they can do that. Cause, uh, I think that's great. They should have a world cup event there like every year, you know? Yeah. I know they were, they were actually toying around with the idea of having a men's world cup event and, and something with a mountain wasn't right. So they were like, no, we'll just have, we'll keep having the women's there. And, uh, I like the fact that they got the women's there. It's good. Yeah, it's been a huge draw. I mean, it's been, you know, again, they've got great weather the last three years. So if they can keep getting that weather and keep that event rolling through there, it's great for the sport and it's great for uh, exposure for New England skiing. Yeah. And even American skiing, like women are like more well-known. I mean, you know, in general right now, it's kind of like a women's event right now. It's, It's good. Everybody knows Michaela and Lindsay right now. Who yep. who's the number one male skier? The U.S. male skier. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I, I hate to say it. My my number one male uh, male skier is Tommy Mo, but he's not competing anymore. Well, saying. Tommy's our boy. That's right. <laughs> I mean, it was Ted Liggety for a while, but now he's kind of dropping Ted, off. Yeah, I know. Ted Liggety was the man. But. Yeah, Bodie was the man, and he's retired. So, like, who who's like the number one? American male skier. Exactly. So. All right. So now let's move to a little ski news weather because we always do weather. So what's going on in the world or in the nation right now? Um, Multiple patterns are active for the West, including California. So there's a large storm system moving in. um, And in the Northeast, it's snowy and temperatures are going to warm a little bit over the weekend. So, California is saying uh, two to three storm systems are being seen. They're predicting, um, let's see, um, gradually, you know, um, gradually low through the weekend. Heavy snow likely at Tahoe and Mammoth, or two Mammoth, 
one or three feet of snow, likely by Monday night. Uh, heavy valley rains are likely. Colorado, Utah, New Mexico, they're saying two storms are lined up. Um, and Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Utah, Colorado, Alta, Snowbird, Park City, Snow Basin, Aspen, Snowmass, Steamboat, Telluride, Wolf Creek, yeah, yeah. Uh, Purgatory and Monarch are all in good position. Um, and they're saying uh, New Mexico accumulations will arrive Friday, Saturday. Taos and Fire Angels should have good skiing by Sunday. So they're saying that's good for this weekend. And then they're saying Tuesday, there might be more snow rolling into the area. So I think things are starting to roll through. It seems like the storms are coming in. Uh, we were talking one to three feet. That's freaking off the hook. That's great. They're saying in New England, I mean, they were calling it, you know, Snowvember, obviously. But I mean, places like Mount Snow, Killington, they got six, over 60 inches of snow in November. Damn. I mean, that is ridiculous. Dude, that's nuts. Unprecedented. And there hasn't been, knock on wood, that big thaw yet either. I and mean, it stayed consistently cold after all that snow. So like the first and second week of January is when the big thaw usually comes to that area. And that's where to watch out. Um, that's a dumb time to have it happen too. Why would it happen then? How about this doesn't happen at all? How about it go fucks itself and goes to Florida and hangs out? If it doesn't happen at all, that's when it's like a fucking epic season. That's ski bum week. That's ski bum week, man. That's it. It's been so. Yep. Uh, I like the graphic. So on the snow has like this infographic, which is which I love, and it shows like the snow totals and like mammoth total. Like everything's like maxed out, and then they have even like Bam Schweitzer, Killington, Sunny River. They're like, you know, okay, in the next five days, they're not going to get a lot of snow. That's fine. So, but I like the uh, infographic that keeps going out there. Yeah, they're getting crushed in, you know, like you mentioned, in Colorado and Utah. We know somebody that's going to Denver. Lucky bastard. Oh, our boy, Nick. Wolf Creek Nick. I'm going to call him Wolf Creek Nick. Yeah, yeah. WCN. WCN. If you're listening, Nick, Wolf Creek Nick, you're good. All right. Next up, for uh, members of forecl- foreclosed Vermont Ski Club are suing for nine point eight million dollars. Boom. We've talked about this place. We have many times on the podcast, and we've said how we don't understand how. We've it's also, business. been very tongue in cheek about how dumb of a place we think it is. Yes, because it's elitist and homoish. It's horribleish. Just saying. Yes. There's a lot Some, of issues that are not good that I've said about it. Yeah. The Brattleboro Reformer reports that the Hermitage Club in Vermont, mm, uh, its members Hermitage. were in, invested in the Barnstormer chairlift at Haystack Mountain. Court records show the chairlift was financed with a $7.8 million loan in November in 2015. That included a five-year repayment period with a 10% cash annual interest rate. Hermitage and several other properties were foreclosed on by the mortgage holder earlier this year. Boom. The plaintiffs are calling for Hermitage Inn Real Estate Holding Company to resign as manager of the Barnstormer Summit Lift Company to remove a conflict of interest. So that's the private lift that they have for the Hermitage Club, the Hermitage Club that they everybody tells like, oh, it's great to be part of that. And it's great because it goes from there to Mount Snow, right? I don't think it connects, though. Oh, no, it's like a separate uh, haystack thing. Like, I don't know. 
it's down the road from it. I've been there for a long time and you know, we know there's feelings involved, but, uh, but what that place caught, like what it costs to join that club is absolutely insane. It's like for a country what club. You get. Yeah. But yeah. the thing is, if you go, to, if you belong to a country club, <laughs> they probably have a really nice golf course and you know, a golf course is a golf course. You know, there's ups, there's downs, there's water, there's sand, there's whatever. This place, like the mountain itself wasn't that impressive. No, but it, but if I, I don't want any of the assholes I know to be on the mountain, that's not bad. But for, the pri- but for the <laughs> price you're paying to be part of that club and for the drive required to get there, say you're from New York City and it's you know a good four-hour drive to get there, you could spend multiple trips flying out to Colorado or Utah or Jackson or something for the price of that membership. You could even rent an entire mountain for the weekend from what we've seen. Just saying. Once a year, twice a year, rent that a whole mountain. Like, boom, midweek, I got a whole mountain to myself. Just saying. For the price of that. You could. Yeah, exactly. So it's overpriced for what you were paying for. And now there's having all kinds of problems there. And it's it's unfortunate, but everything about this place just had a very shady scummy kind of shady vibe yeah. vibe to it definitely yeah yeah and now now it's actually come into fruition why it had that vibe because it actually was very shady to begin with i don't have any sympathy if the people that want to shell out a ton of money want to keep it going shell out some more money to bail them out otherwise see you later <clears throat> just saying so next up we have feedspot which is a blog um, and there's a site about blogs and they listed highfalutin ski bums as one of the top 20 ski podcasts in the entire world. Can I you believe that? The entire, awesome. the entire planet, the entire podcast universe. That gets a big standing ovation right there. Um, so those guys are awesome. So take a look. We have the uh, link to feed spot. Uh, the article in there, they talk about all the different podcasts that are related to skiing and they mention us. I mean, they actually were up there. Uh, I think we're, I tell you what, looking at the list of other ski podcasts, we're definitely unique in the sense that we don't give a shit. Um, and we're not professionals and we don't, we're not giving you like advice on stuff other than personal advice. So I think we, we fit in in a category of our own, but I like that we're, uh, we're up there. I mean, yeah, that's the one thing about like our podcast. It is, it is, you know, obviously it's very ski oriented, but it's not just about skiing. So, you know, I often, I often wonder if we, uh, if we need to promote it in different ways because we we're more than that. And definitely unique. In that sense. Yeah. And I think that's why people like it is because, you know, I mean, it's, it's cool to have, you know, talk about gear and equipment and, you know, racing. And there's like, there's so many parts of the ski world, but I think what we do is we kind of make it what's, what's fun for that everyone can enjoy. Cause you know, not everyone's going to be a racer. Some people are, you know, have or past their prime and just want to go hang out and ski. And some people are more into the apres scene. Some people are more into, you know, 
just the mountaineering part, backcountry. You know, we like like little bits of all that. You know, what can you what can people actually do to enjoy the mountains? And it's less of a less of an ego thing where it's like, oh well, we are the racers, we do this, we only do this, and we're just more of a more of the people's podcast. Which, yeah, we're also not, we're trying to do it. Yeah, we're also not corporate shells. Like we don't we don't have sponsors, so we just kind of say what we want on unrestrained really honestly uh you'll get some honest answers out of us if you email us like some people have um you'll get some honest feedback from us and uh you know maybe it's not fit for print but we'll say it and we'll do it yes we will so yeah so thank you to the folks over there at feedspot for including us in their list and it's nice to see the criteria too we've been trying really hard to, to push things a little bit more. And, you know, if you guys do appreciate it and enjoy the podcast, please go and rate us and subscribe to it. If you could on your favorite podcasting app, because that would help us get some more reach. And, you know, for what we're doing with the new website, I mean, I'm hoping it's going to boost our rankings. Cause I think we should be, I think we should easily be in the top 10 here, but Again, obviously, I'm a little bit of a homer when it comes to that because it is our podcast. But, you know, we're going to keep pushing this and trying to put out better content and getting better at doing this and making it more interesting and compelling so that people want to keep checking it out and uh, find value in it because we, you know, we want to bring value to everyone's life and want to make it worth your time to listen to. So thank you again for listening. And again, please rate us and subscribe and share us with your friends and anyone who might be interested in either skiing or just valuable information or having a laugh or two. Do those jars of stuff that you post on Instagram alone are just fucking worth it. Holy right. Crap. Yeah. I should take a, like a Insta story of me drinking one of them. Damn. Yeah. You should do a video. Cause I'm looking at, it, I'm like, God damn. I want to see you drink some of that. Yeah. Dude, tomorrow just do like a freaking challenge. Like just challenge everybody. <clears throat> like, All right, so that wraps up the ski news. So let's roll into the main topic then. Yes. So let me set it up. So the main topic is the Warren Miller movie, Face Face of Winter. Uh, Brian attended the Morristown, New Jersey showing, had a great freaking time, was rubbing into Mario's face that he wasn't there. But uh, yeah, you had a lot of good notes and you were comparing it to last last year's you were like last year's was epic. This year's was good. And just, I want to, I want to hear your notes about it and the event. Cause there's a lot of stuff that goes on. If anybody hasn't gone to one of these showings, it's not just the movie, it's the whole atmosphere and the event. So Brian, let's, let's like hear, you know, your take on uh, the event, then the movie and just like everything in general. Yeah. The event's pretty cool because you know, it is, it's always this time of year when they come out and people go are, are hardcore, you know, like it's not, it's, it's less casual fans and more people who are just so excited about skiing. You know, all you see are jackets and sweaters and shirts and hats of, of all kinds of awesome, you know, ski places or ski clubs and resorts and events. Now, a lot of them are represented there, right? They have like little booths and like tables set up. They have a like this this particular venue isn't that big, so there's a few tables. So some of the local hills were there. Uh, I think it was Bel Air and Gore, um, oh, that's cool. Smugs, 
and maybe one or two others. So there's about, you know, four or five of the, you know, local resorts were there. And then when you go in, you get your, your magazine, your snow world magazine, which is, you know, almost like a playbill for, for the event and a lot of information, on all the locations. And they also get your, your card, which gives you your, your free lift tickets to a bunch of resorts, which you get, which is kind of nice. Mm. So I have to look at this again and and check out what's which ones are there. But yeah, you know, uh, with Warren Miller passing this year and watching that trailer, like I was so jazzed for this movie. Like I was, I mean, I was showing a lot, you know, the episode we, uh, we had with Rich a few, you know, two episodes ago. <coughs> I was saying, I was like, I actually have goosebumps big, like watching that trailer because nice. I love that song the Odessa Meridian song that they were using for it. Mm. And just seeing the clips of Warren Miller and hearing him talk, you just kind of get a little sentimental for, you know, the movies you've seen in the past and, Oh yeah, I saw this with so-and-so and then we were here and we traveled there and we watched the movie after we were had this great day. And, you know, you can kind of put together memories of some of your best days when you see that, you know, you reminisce and look back. So I went into that with that sort of perspective. So maybe I, I'd set my standards way too high, mm. but I, uh, I mean, I liked it. It was good, but you know, I just feel like line of descent was just so strong last year. That the music was so awesome. I thought the locations were great. That being said, I'll give you guys a little recap about this one. Uh, and this isn't in the order they did it in the film. This is just the way they have it set up here in the book. They did Troll Peninsula in Iceland, mm. Chamonix, France, Chamonix, Mount Baker, Washington, Cardrona, New Zealand, Tordrillo Mountain Range, National Park, Portillo, Chile, Cordova, Alaska, Rossland, British Columbia. Blue River, British Columbia, and Engelberg, Switzerland. Right, I'm booking us the flight to uh, go to Detroit Drillo this year. That being said, Tordrillo was awesome because they showed Tommy Moe up there because that's that's his place. And it looked, I mean, it looks really new and really nice. And, when we, and we've talked to Tommy Mo over the years and he's like, he's going out there and they're promoting it. And like, and they've worked at that. It's not been just like an automatic, like, Hey, we got this great like company out there. Right. They've, they've done a lot of work. To put in oh to yeah. They, they put a lot of effort into it and it's, it's really, it's really impressive in the, in the video. But I think my favorite of all the spots they did I really loved Rossland, British Columbia, which was the home of Red Mountain. Rossland, nice. I mean, Red, you know, we've talked about the the Red Sucks campaign, you know, how hysterical it is and, and what a great sense of humor they have there. And they had that that um, that sale, was it last year or the year before, where you could just buy into and become an owner of the mountain. Nice. So there's the town just looked so just the old school Western ski town that you, that you think of is exactly what Rossland looks like. And they were showing this kid, Simon Hillis, 15 years old, 
The, ki- the kid rips. I mean, he freaking rips. And I was reading in the magazine here, the Snow World one. It, he was an interview with him. I come, dude, he's been sponsored since he was four years old. Damn. Like that's, I guess his dad started like sending out stuff to a bunch of different companies. And he, uh, he was like, yeah, my, uh, you know, they'll sponsor you. Like, I mean, how, how that even happens, I have no idea, but that's awesome. it was pretty cool. So that was one of the best clips I thought. And then Engelberg, Switzerland looked pretty awesome too. I was trying to, I can look on the map where exactly that is compared to something like a Zermatt or a, a Sam Moritz. Mm-hmm. Sam Moritz is Austria, right? Uh, no, um, that's it is Switzerland, right? Yeah. Yes. But that town looked like a blast. The mountain looked amazing. That was cool. <coughs> Excuse me. I'll tell you how it is. And um, Chamonix. The yeah, Chamonix part was France. awesome too. Yeah. That's the one trip I missed with the ski club because I had to do some stupid work travel, which was dumb. Yeah. And that was cool because they were showing, you know, Bruno Compagnier, who's like the founder of, of Black Crows. Ah, nice. And they had Bird on there from last year's, Michael Schaefer, uh, who was in last year's movie. Oh, he went just the skiing with the, uh, the parachute. Oh, yeah. I forget I what that. exactly is that called again? Uh, I know they have a. It's not paraskiing. It's I know they do paragliding. Maybe it is paraskiing. Oh, speed riding. Speed riding. That was that was really cool. So those were those were what I thought were the best parts of the movie. Do you punch in speed riding to Google and you get a ton of great videos? <laughs> All sponsored by Red Bull. Half of them are. Look at that. Incredible. The Mount Baker part was cool. Uh, I yeah. guess being a skier, it was a little less cool because it was all about snowboarding. <laughs> oh, okay. Because they had the uh, the competition to do there, the legendary like banked slalom. Yeah. The oldest running event in snowboard history. Wow. Which was, it was, they had this like toilet bowl, like kind of like corkscrew that you kind of go through. Oh, yeah. Which was pretty neat. That's pretty neat. And then, of course, you know, they, they alluded to to Warren Miller a lot and, you know, talking to some of the athletes, like asking, oh, what was the first time, the first Warren Miller movie you saw and what made you get into it, into the into skiing or, or snowboarding? So they definitely did tie that in a bit. But I don't know. Uh, it, it seemed like it just, it was missing something for me. I'd say yeah. it's probably like a six out of ten. All right. Five or six out of ten. But it was it was a fun event. And you know, the parts that were you know, the parts that I was mentioning that I that I liked a lot, the Rosslyn part, the part in uh you know Engelberg. It was it was cool seeing something new and different, but it was fun. It was fun, but again, I feel like maybe it was personal because the music, again, like I'm saying, Line of Descent was so good. I, I think I might, the bar was set so high that it would be really tough to to have matched it. But it was a lot of fun. It was really good. I'll probably still just 
just because well, it's a new movie it doesn't mean you have to love it. You know, I mean, that's that's the one thing. Like, you got to be honest. Like, if you liked it, great. If you, you know, sort of liked it, that's good, too. I mean. Definitely. But, yeah, I mean, I, I would recommend it. Obviously, you know, it's hard not to want to watch one of these movies because there's always a lot of cool information. All right, and again, so these just, events are fun. You know, again, like you win, you win some stuff. You're talking to like-minded people. Getting you do a lot of giveaways, season. right? Yeah, they always do different yeah, trips, and sometimes lift they tickets. do. Yeah, you, well, you're guaranteed to get lift tickets just by going. So that's, that's always sweet. a nice thing. Yeah, that's always nice. Very cool. Yeah, so I looked up to Drilla Mountain Lodge. So we're gonna need about fourteen grand for the week. Just saying, each. So, if anybody wants to, ouch, that's spicy. We're gonna do a crowdfunding, um, and then we're gonna try to get a discount through our buddy Tom and see, you know, how far that friend discount goes. Um, Yeah, we'll see if we can. Does that include food or anything? I think I think it's all that's all locked up. That's everything, including Alexine. I don't know if it includes rentals. No, it probably does. <laughs> Just saying. It <laughs> better be everything. I don't want a wife. Can somebody wipe me? Yes. Wipe. Can they wax my snow blades before we they, go up? Oh, dude. Can you imagine going on a heli ski? That would be the ultimate, like, freaking, the, with the Kennedy experience, like that freaking, the, the punk show. Like, you go up there and you're, like, in the heli, where you jump out. Like, no, no, I don't have skis. I have my snow blades. Or your little bike, your snow bike. I got my powder snow blades. Powder snow blades. They're a little fatter, man. They're about 90 in a foot. It'd be great. I would pay to see that. That would be something. So overall, that was a good uh, good event, good crowd, good good well-run event up in Morristown. It was fun. Yeah, the, that spot's awesome. That's good. It's a fun area. You know, I, I used to live there, so I obviously have some some memories and roots in that area. So it's, it's always fun going back. And I went with Andrea, which was nice. So we had a good, nice dinner before. Unfortunately, we went out after and I had a, they had some really good beers there on draft local beers at, at the Mayo pack. And I may have had more than my fair share and went out after and the bar we went to had karaoke and I booed one of the karaoke performers and Andrea got upset with me and we had to leave. Was it one of the people that was in the show in the movie? I don't think so. <laughs> I'm just just saying. But now if you are out if you're out at a bar and you're doing karaoke, why would you do the Goo Goo Dolls Iris? That's like a bummer song. It was yeah, super that's a, that's lame. a pretty big bummer. It's a super lame song, number one. And to do it for karaoke is a double super lame foul. And I you're, booed him and the guy sucked as well. So it was like a triple. You're setting yourself up for the boo. Just saying. It was a triple whammy of awfulness. And that guy needed to know that. And the boo's inevitable. It's an inevitable boo. And everyone I've mentioned it to, what song it was, like, oh, you're totally in the right to boo him. And That's right. No, also too, it was a super loud bar. I was in one corner of it and probably a hundred feet in a loud ass bar was where the, the performer was. So I don't think he even heard me, but yeah, I think you're in the right. Um, and it was funny next, someone next to me, like there was a group of people, I guess they probably were coworkers and went out to, for drinks. The one guy ordered a strawberry margarita. Oh, and this is like November. And the bartender just looks at me and goes, 
no. Shakes his head. No. <laughs> Can't do it, bro. Can't do it. Order strawberry, else. strawberry margarita in November in New Jersey. Yeah. Can't do it, man. Not happening, bro. I love that. I love that they refuse to serve him. You yep. seem you seem to not have a man card right now to order like with a good conscience. It's just not in the right spot. Again, if you're at the beach, if you're in Mexico, if you're, you know, again, in the summertime, hey, perfectly, came, perfect drink to order. Yeah. If you just came back from a trip to the Caribbean, that's all good for you, but you can't order that. Like it's, yeah. In a crowded bar on a Tuesday before Thanksgiving in New Jersey is awesome. not the place to be ordering a strawberry margarita. Yeah. They're like, we're not mixing anything and nothing's fresh. Where the know. hell am I going to get strawberries? Mm, damn. Damn. I don't even know what they'd serve you. Why would you want to order? Like if it, yeah, that's just bad choice right there. You deserve to get booed. Yeah. It was terrible. But again, fun night. Fun time. Environment. Yes, it was a good time. So if you have a chance, it's worth checking out. That's for sure. Very cool. Face of winter. Check us all out. Skibumpodcast.com. Under the ropes. All right. So if anybody doesn't know or was wondering, uh, CNN is carrying a story that. Um, well, it's I mean, fake news then for CNN. It's fake news. Uh, so. Um, Christopher Leveluck sounds fake, like a fake name, uh, at the university of Nottingham in the UK. So Not a real university, from, fake university, but it's come from the UK. So it sounds very proper. Um, so he did a study and, and I love the fact that they're, they're going back in time and being like, let's rate like different years in time when it was cool to like be alive. So they actually said, let's look through the past and say, you know, what was the best, you know, when, when they say what was the best of times, what was the worst of times? So they're saying what was the worst year in humankind ever? So they're basically saying what was the worst year to be a human being? So what they actually came up with at, um, after all their analysis was that AD 536 was the beginning of a terrible sequence when it's events. And they're saying the misery is compounded in AD 542. So they're saying uh, a lot of people were cold and hungry in populations in Eastern Roman Empire. They said the bubonic plague struck and that really messed up a lot of stuff. So they actually collaborated with a bunch of other um, scientists. Um, They're saying Paul Mikowski, Mikowski at Climate Change Institute at University of Maine. Um, and they like started talking about, you know, other stuff and they were talking about, uh, Swiss Alps researchers and they were talking about atmospheric conditions and they were talking about substances found in the ice and eruptions of plague. Uh, so I, I, it's kind of an all encompassing. They actually went through like, you know, airborne lead particles and ice samples. So they, they went through a lot of different stuff and I don't know if they collaborated this through like technology which is pretty cool um but they're saying you know it all came came out to um you know uh was it 542 so 542 really sucked um 
What is it? Funny? Every- like when you talk about, you know, so many people complain about how terrible things are right now and how this exactly. is like the worst time ever. It's like, man, you know how good you have it right now? Dude, you have stuff to wipe your ass with. Think about like cavemen have their fucking hands, right? So you put your hands and wipe your ass with that. Picture picking up, if you have a dog, picking up this shit with your hands. That's it every time you go to the bathroom. That's it. That, that's what you do. I mean, that's not good. Then you didn't have people sick. Like, you know, Brian's sick on the, on the thing. Like, that would be it, man. With technology. Like, you'd have to go talk to Brian. Be like, how sick are you? And boom, you got the plague. It's fucked up. You could be putting leeches on my, on my butt right now, probably. Dude, on your balls, ass, nose, eyes. They'd be, that's it. You'd be like Leech City right now. Yeah, trying to, get, trying to yank this out of me. So, you know, there's definitely... It's nice when you see an article like this to help keep us in perspective a bit. Do so you know how they would treat meningitis? Let's make a hole in your head. There you go. That's a problem. Let's drill a hole with like a, a freaking... It's like a hand drill. Like one of those old Flintstone hand drills. Like, boom. Drill a hole in your head. That's really how they would do it? Yeah, pretty much. That's it's really good. fucked up. If you're it's like good at all. If you ever go to these like old so I, I watch these creepy shows too, like so I've looked at like exhibits in art galleries of like old like torture stuff and like old like doctor stuff. And then there are these shows, like so there was one oddities or whatever that was like <laughs> focusing and they would always get these people that were like Every once in a while, I come across somebody that like collects old dental relics, and then we the way they did dentistry, like even like not even less than a hundred years ago, was barbaric. If you if you look at what they do today, it's just why would they do it that way? But that's that's all they do. They're like, oh, let's just pull the tooth. And, yeah, I had I had two fillings done today, and I oh damn, and I was thinking, I'm like, you know. I mean, this is a little bit uncomfortable getting the needle put in my mouth, like into my gum. But I'm like, it really is just a tiny little pinch lasted for a couple seconds. And I was like, you know what people a hundred years ago will be going through? If Dude, there's none of that. It could hold you down. Yeah, they would. I'd have to like bite on like a leather strap, you know, and be like tied down and ah. blood everywhere. God like, damn. This really isn't that big of a deal. They'd be saying, shut up, rub some dirt on it. Yeah, in pain the whole time. It's horrible. Yeah, but yeah. So uh, you know, we we bitch about oh, we have such bad climate change, and we have this, and we have that, and we you know we can't get in touch with people. Like you have fucking phones, man. You're in touch with people all the time. It's crazy. Like there's a fear now. There's like phobias that you're not in touch with people. Like you used to go days without like seeing people, and that went to hey, you know what? I'm going to pick you up from this place be out there at a such and such time. And if you're out there, great. If not, Hey, you missed your ride. Like that's how it used to work. And there's no cell phones. It was like fucking you're trying to find your way back home, sucking dicks, hitching thumbs, whatever you're doing. Now everybody with a cell phone has a private driver available to them. Yeah. And people you know? are pissed off. If you're there, if you're not there within the second that they are ready to go, they're calling you and calling you and calling you and calling you. Your little baby, so innocent and cute as he is, is going to grow up and he's going to be like, Dad, why the fuck didn't you pick me up like two seconds ago? And you're going to be like, son, you don't know what we had. Yeah. You don't know how good you have it. You don't know how hard things used to be. 
I remember when we didn't have cell phones, boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's fucked up. So everybody thinks their their year. There's two things everybody thinks. The world is going to end in their time, and they've had it worse than anybody else in their time. And they're both wrong. Yep. Both wrong. There's fresh pow to be skied on. You know, there's delicious Gluvine to drink. There's right. a lot of wonderful things going on in the world right now. And if we could just focus more on that, focus on our similarities less than our differences, and we're going to have a lot happier days if we could just do that. Because you know what? We're really not all that different. And it shouldn't be the fear of missing out. It should be the fear of not doing. Yes. Because you can miss out on stuff all the time. You're going to miss out. Here's the thing. Fond. You're always going to miss FOMO. out on something. But it's what you actually fill that time with, not what you didn't fill that time with that really matters in your life. So fill it with some good shit, man. Do what you got to do. And that's why everybody's different. Cause we don't have all the same experiences, you know? All right. So now Michigan university, uh, professors are actually saying now to fight shooters off, um, to use hockey pucks. So I think it's a good way to combat like shooters and stuff like that. So in response to like the shootings and like, you know, mass shootings and, and people coming in, um, there's a lot of people that go through like, they actually have, yeah, for my my other job, they actually have, Brian, a, uh, a training this week for, like, stuff going down kind of training. Um, and every school now puts in place, like, a training and, and like, action for stuff that happens. And uh, there was one school that somebody was talking about, and they said they teach their teachers and kids to throw – like, I think it was tennis balls at people. And I'm like, somebody comes in with a gun, you throw in tennis balls, and they're saying it distracts them. I'm like, all right, it makes sense in the, in the macro, but in the micro, it seems pretty kind of fucked up. I just want to run out of the goddamn room. You know what I'm saying? So now... Especially if you got bad aim and, like, you kind of hit him in, like, the ear, he'll be even more pissed off at you and then shoot you. But how much damage are you doing with a tennis ball? You're like, you're just going to piss me off. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I don't know. So now they're saying um, the theory at Oakland University in Auburn Hills, Michigan, they're saying train school um, school workers and people in schools uh, to use, among other things, hockey pucks. And I think it's actually not a bad idea. So there's a former youth hockey coach, uh, Gordon and Mark Gordon, and he actually talks about... I thought it was Gordon Bombay, perhaps, from the Mighty Ducks. <laughs> oh, there you go. Maybe he's related. I don't know. First name Gordon, last name Gordon could still be related, right? Nope. <laughs> so, um, so the police chief said he was giving hockey... He thought that uh, hockey pucks given to teachers and students to throw at school shooters could cause distraction, and that may help, you know... If, if something does go down, uh, the whole situations and I'm like, that's not a bad idea. So think about like, if you have a kid that has like an arm, like they're firing that thing into the gonads. That's great. A hockey puck's pretty, pretty dense. Yeah. You got, you've gotten hit, right? Oh, I've been hitting the many times. That's freaking awesome. What about, okay. So, you know what? Let's go a step further. The guy talks about it should be a distraction. Why not just give everyone dildos to throw at the at the shooter then? 
Yes, lead that's weighted dildos. That's a distraction, right? Lead weighted dildos. Maybe they end up in the mouth or in the ass or the eye. Or about like right? boomer, boomerangs. Boomer dildos. Boomer dildos. Boomer dildos. Why don't we like, I mean, we should really just focus on teaching how to use boomerangs. Drone dose. Just drone dose. Just drones that come out. <laughs> Dildo drones is freaking flying everywhere. I don't know, man. I, gotta do something. At least, do at something. least they're trying to do something. I guess that's kind of nice. I still I think, think the this... hockey puck's a good idea, man. That's freaking dense. You, you ever hold a hockey puck or chuck a hockey puck? It fucking hurts. Dude, I played for like half my life. Yeah, think about some little kid chucking hockey pucks at your chones, man. You're going to be like, fuck, I got to like protect myself because these things are like hurting. Well, the thing is, you got to have like a bunch of them. They got to yeah. just have like stacks of them. That's what I'm saying. Stacks on stacks. So they're saying uh, 2,500 hockey pucks is what they distributed um, members and students. So I don't know. That's pretty cool, man. And even when it was like those like Chewbacca straps that have like just full of pucks, they just like pull them off and like just flick them at them, you know? Freaking like slingshot, like whoosh, or not sling. Yeah, is a slingshot the um? What's the thing that they? Yeah, well, I think it's a slingshot. Yeah, it's just a different type than not the pullback kind. Hockey puck slingshots. They should give out. Freaking start firing, firing hockey pucks at people. That'd be great. Yeah. And with that, we have one more story to wrap us up. And this is this is a fun one. Take us home, bro. Take us home. I think it was the podcast when Rich was on. We, you know, there was some really lousy weather going on. And uh, there, was, there was traffic delays. There was mass transit delays. It was just a complete nightmare in the New York City area. <clears throat> and one of the trains that was affected was the Boston bound Amtrak train going leaving from Penn station, New York. Yo, 2230. So they ended up having no reception and no power. I remember that. If I ever take the 2230, I'm never going to freaking touch anything. Let's put that way. Yes. So that meant, (coughs) so that meant no power meant no flushable toilets. Damn. So Amtrak being the oh so smooth, ready to tackle any problem company that they are, decided they would just give passengers cardboard boxes. Nice. That's like the luxury dump box. I like it. Yeah. According according to reports, conductors on the high speed Acela kept passengers calm. Uh, it was hot and it was stuffy. The toilets were unflushable. There were probably horrific smells, but the passengers never seemed to, to lose their humanity. One one person they found, though, said about an hour of the way through, they decided to open up all the doors on the left side of the train to help circulate air because it was starting to get warm and stuffy. Because Dude, you we were out somebody... of power, the toilets were unflushable for the entire five hours they were waiting. Dude, somebody went in there right when that thing stopped and took like a massive shit. You know that's what happened. Yeah. It's like, really, dude? You got to do this? Come on, man. Come on, dude or girl. I don't know. Uh, girls do the same thing, too. I don't know. So we took a massive dump and just like fucking aired out the, the place. Just, but you know what? When you got to go, you got to go. You know, like, what else are you going to do? Hang it out the window, man. Hang it out the window. 
best part of the entire article is in the comments. The number one first comment is they need a better evacuation plan. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Drop the mic. You win the internet today, sir. And I love the follow-up to that is take your star, you underappreciated comment, you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you magnificent bastard. <laughs> it keeps going on and on. <laughs> and then yeah. somebody's like, and we're done here. And then they said they need to work on their train movements. <laughs> God, fucking great! I love when you comment. Somebody else comments over that, and then somebody somebody put a little little meme. What's in the box? Oh, (laughs) terrible! God damn, it's awesome. Yeah, so that was not be a fun train to be on, but you know, like, what are you gonna do? You know. Well, that about wraps up the podcast this week. Sorry for my uh, my coughing repeatedly. My throat is still kind of messed up, but the glue vine is helping. And by next week, we'll be back to normal. Dude, you don't sound, sound bad, but you got to... It sounds like you're on the mend. You got to keep us abreast of your like progress with drinking this like thing. I may I may try to make some myself. Yeah, I'm going to chug some more of my, my elixir before I go to bed tonight. So thank you everyone so much for listening. We really do appreciate it. Check us out skibumpodcast.com. And if you're there, subscribe, rate us on your favorite podcasting app. Check us out on the socials, twitter.com slash podcast, facebook.com slash podcast, instagram.com slash podcast. We're on YouTube. Search for us. We're on Pinterest. It's highfalutins. We are on SoundCloud. It's highfalutin-skibum. And with that, we'll talk to you guys next week. Stay high, stay blue. See you.